What's up, listeners? On this week's pod, we'll give you our second edition of the Coin Toss. Then Coin and I will draft what we believe to be the biggest busts slash flops in history. We'll give you our week two picks in the bookie show, including this week's Toto picks. Lastly, Stumptown, then we out. Let's do it. Oh, that's a juicy one. Mm-hmm. That, my friends, is the sound of a couple crisp beers being cracked, and this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I got beer. Oh. <laughs> I got beer all over my screen, I just realized. I do that all the time. Uh, that was me last year. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to The Rookie Show. I am one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me, as per usual, Mr. 503 himself. Boss makes a dollar, coin makes a dime. That's why he poops on company time. Uh, what up, coin? Ooh, you've been bad this year. How about a little knoll in your stocking? A what up, knoll? You were saying uh, you think you've done what before? Your stump town? You thought maybe yeah. the stump town? Have I done that one? I think you've done that before. I think Nolan, Nolan, your stocking, I think was uh, was done already. I could be wrong. Fuck. I could be wrong. I still like Fuck. it. That's okay. All right. I'll be better next week. I'm sorry, yeah. listeners. There's probably somebody out there aggregating us, I imagine. I bet there are some hardcore fans. Um, hopefully they. Hopefully we made up for it with everybody laughing at the deal or no deal thing last week. Cause sounds we like got some we good, good responses. Good response. Turns out if we're laughing, then the, the listeners are probably laughing too. So that's good. I didn't think anybody would find that as funny as I did. <laughs> well, I wonder if if the reaction wasn't as as good if they would have. I mean, that's that's my thing. Is I only laugh when other people are hysterically laughing. That's what gets that's me. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like I thought it was really that funny when I was coming up with it. But then as I'm saying it and I'm hearing you laughing, I'm like, okay, it is pretty funny. Uh, good stuff. How are you today, Coin? I'm doing good, Noel. I, uh, I was mentioned on the pod last week. I was getting a little sick. told everybody I was going to be clearing my throat. And mm. I did end up getting pretty freaking sick. Mm. Like all through last week. Had to get a COVID test. Mm. And... Uh, I did the rapid one, but then they also gave me the other one. I can't remember. It's like RPD or whatever. It's something PCR? Test. Is it PCR? There you go. PCR. That's it. A lot of acronyms in my line of work. Mm. I don't know what they all mean. Um, but so I did the rapid one. That one was pleasant. And then I, I will attribute part of it to I seem to be looking into the sun a little bit, but he did definitely get up in my nose a smidge I wasn't quite ready for. And uh, I definitely was watering up. My tears were, my eyes were tearing up a bit there. Mm. Uh, but other than that, pretty good. So you cried this week. That's that's about it. Yeah, I cried. Okay. I laughed. I cried. Well, you, What's the other one? Um, the Jim Galvano thing. What is it? I can have no laugh. idea. Wait. Jimmy V? I don't know. The Jimmy dude v, who died? Yeah. That's what he's yeah, he's like. Yeah, he's like, if you can laugh and you can cry and do something else all in, all in a day, it's a good day. Oh, okay. I got you. I don't know the quote. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. oh, I matter. think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. You can laugh, you can try, cry, and you can drink a beer. It's a good day. Ah, I think that's what it there is. You go. So on that note, Coin, what are you drinking this evening? Ah, good transition, Noel. Thank you. Noel, I have for you this evening an Edel Hell Hell's Lager from Occidental Brewing. I love the can. It looks, it's giving me real Dr. Seuss vibes. Mm. 
some cat in the hat kind of thing going on right sure, here. Sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Occidental Brewing, I believe, is a Portland brewery. Let's see here. It says uh, on the can on the front, best, period, east or west. So some high praise for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say... I don't like the beer very much, so <laughs> no, I think it's a lie. <laughs> it kind of no, reminds uh, me of a uh, the the thing outside of a barber shop a little bit too. Yeah, 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 definitely. The twisty thing. Little, what do you call the that? Twisty thing. The I don't know. There, I, I've looked it up before. There's definitely a name for it, but, and name. I don't remember how it got its start. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely, is getting off those vibes. But I mean, all in all, it's all okay. I'm just nice blue and white, kind of slanted stripes, gold yeah. and red writing on the label. What type it's of beer stuff. is it? It's a Hell's Lager, so just a lager. Okay. It tastes kind of skunky, though, like a, like a Heineken, and I yeah. uh, I think Heineken sucks with an X, mm. so... I still have some Heineken in the fridge from uh, Parched Madness. Yeah, Heineken's I should good. probably throw that away. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I, Coin, am drinking uh, out of Great Lakes Brewing Co. from Cleveland, Ohio, the mm-hmm. Burning River Pale Ale, and it's, oh. it's just a very beautiful depiction of a river on fire. I think that's mm. uh, that's what happened. There was a big fire that lit the water on fire in Cleveland, I guess. Right. You've heard yeah. the, uh, remember the hastily made Cleveland tourism video? Oh, that's that right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's our that's river that, that catches on fire. That's right. <laughs> that's a good video. All our fish have AIDS. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it is citrusy and piney, apparently. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I got to say, I don't love this beer either. Oh, not good. My Two not so, great beers on the pod. We love good it. Good cans, but, but not a great beer. But we will be drinking these beers for the sake of the pod. So I will say, and this is one of the reasons I thought of the idea to do a gimme five on the pod, is mm-hmm. I was scoping the beer aisle out, and I noticed that the Great Lakes Brewing Co. had a 15-pack of beer that says gimme five on it. And it Ooh. is five three-packs of, or uh, five sets of three, I guess, of five mm-hmm. different beers. And uh, I, they showed the can, like, logos on the box, and they all looked pretty decent. So I'm like, wow, I'll just get all 15 of these beers, and then I got five pods worth right here. So you'll be That's seeing smart. more Great Lakes Brewing Co. over the next four That's weeks. That's just well. economic. Right. Well, next it's week, a good can, though. I got to give it to you. That's a great can. It is. It's really, it's really well done. The flames really speak to me there. And, uh mm-hmm. I would, I, I would say the can is better than the beer. That's all there is to it. <coughs> Sometimes that's going to happen, though. You know? It is. Any, I uh, did have a little pre-pod beer. Yeah? I had a little Stella Artois oh, while okay. I was getting ready. And I, I love a nice Stella, man. It's delicious. I feel like Stella... Does Stella have a little skunky to it, too, or not as much? It's a little. It's not as bad, though. It's okay. definitely not a green beer, I okay. don't think. It's just... It yeah. looks green, but it's not green. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, because you were sick, I assume that means you avoided drinking entirely last weekend? Uh, not entirely, but mm. definitely, definitely toned it down. It was nice. I will say I don't, I generally expect to wake up on Sunday and watch football hungover all day. Yeah. And I quite enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was weird to wake up with no hangover on Sunday to start the year, but it was kind of nice. I um, bet it was nice. I did, I did have a few like random beers throughout the week i did have a beer on sunday to commemorate football being back had one on thursday to commemorate football being back um <laughs> and then i also we went out for uh sushi at a nice sushi place on friday night and i had a beer yeah. with that and sushi was i give it a six and a half out of ten 
Mm. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. People uh, people yeah. be raving about bamboo sushi in Portland. It was pretty good. That's the name of the joint? Bamboo sushi? Bamboo sushi. sushi. Okay. Yeah. Noted. I won't go there when I'm mm-hmm. in Portland. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you, Noel? Do you have any beers? I had some beers. I went to a <coughs> music festival in Ooh. Milwaukee called Summerfest. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night, I went and saw Zach Brown Band. They were hella good. And then oh, on yeah. Saturday night, the headliner was Dave Chappelle, actually. Oh. Like the comedian Dave Chappelle. So I was, I was wondering how that was going to be, seeing a comedian in like a kind of a big amphitheater place, kind of outdoor. Um, and it was cool. So I don't know if this is a, a lot of comedians do this, but Dave Chappelle apparently like doesn't allow anybody to have phones during his show. And so usually mm-hmm. I think he like collects them and then gives them back at the end of the show, but you're not going to do that with this many people. So they have these little pouches that they made you put your phone in and they lock it up and they give you the pouch back. So you just have this, your phone locked in a pouch the whole time that you can't access it. And when you leave the venue, they unlock it for you. So oh, I've never seen that before. Pretty interesting. What do you think? Uh, apparent, well, of the show or of the pouch? Both. The pouch, uh, apparently, because they were very clear, like the DJ came on and said, like, if we see you using your phone, you'll be kicked out, no questions asked, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, they went through the first couple comedians that started before Dave, and then after they were done, the guy came back on, he's like, we've already kicked out 50 people, so probably don't uh, bring your phones out. And we saw people getting kicked out, so... Holy oh, shit. shit. I'd be pissed if I spent, you know, 100 bucks or whatever to go to this festival. Um, yeah. All in all, Dave was good, and he had some really funny bits. Um, the problem was the show was supposed to start at 8, or that's what the ticket said. And, like, first of all, it was like 30 minutes of just waiting. Then they didn't tell you that there was going to be these other comedians coming on before Dave. So there was a shitty guy that came on first, and... It just like it was nine thirty by the time Dave even came on, and you're sitting in bleacher seats and crowded in, and it just uh, kind of put a damper on the mood a little bit. But it was yeah. cool to see Dave Chappelle. It was pretty cool. It's worth to say. I mean, you get to say you saw him. That's pretty right. big. He's exactly. from Cleveland, right? He's from Ohio, and he still lives in Ohio. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, that so that's the beers. Uh, I will say. It felt more like a country concert beer at Zach Brown than a music <laughs> festival beer, which I think we've clarified is a much better beer. Music festival yep. beer, especially like the Lollapalooza beer, it's not very great. But the country artist, you're standing in the lawn, it's a pretty good beer. Uh, yeah, totally agree. I will say I saw your uh, Katie Snap did not mm-hmm. perform Sweet Annie. That would have pissed me off quite a bit. There were several songs they did not perform. It was quite a big bummer but it's because they played a ton of music that wasn't theirs and it was all really good it was cool to hear them sing different uh artist songs but um yeah they didn't play some of the hits what was the best non-zach brown song they played there was a song that i don't know what it was where the deep voice dude was doing a lot of bow 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 things with his voice Mm -hmm. and uh it was super good i don't know what song it was sounds like it was Maybe. I don't know. They did, like, Devil Went Down to Georgia, and then they did some, like, rock songs. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It was really good. Okay. Okay. So that was my beers for the week. Um, Quick beers. Quick beers. Not a lot of beers this time. So why Mm -hmm. don't we get into our new segment? I'm also going to make sure I get some sound effects going this time. Uh, Hell yeah. It is time for this week's coin toss. The coin toss. And then it'll go... 
How do you make a coin flipping sound? I literally heard nothing. Did you make a sound? <laughs> I still can't hear anything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was gross. That sounded like a toilet flushing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so it is week two. So with that in mind, coin, why don't you toss me your coin? All right. No, I will be coin tossing you. With, <laughs> I will be enlightening you on Robert John Wagner Jr. Okay. An American actor born in the second month of the year, February 10th, 1930. You said you were worried about overlap with this? <laughs> <laughs> he also has two children, hmm. including Katie Wagner, who used to be the host of the TV Guide channel from 2002 to 2004. I'm kidding. Neither of those are the twos I will be discussing today. What okay. we're going to focus on is old Bobby's acting career. Okay. It began back in 1951 as a lieutenant in the film The Frogmen. He would make five more movie appearances before starring in Beneath the Twelve Mile Reef as Tony Petrakis. These, of course, were all small movie roles, didn't big, nothing big netting. And it would be uh, many years before he made his mark on movies we've actually heard of, include of including The Pink Panther, mm. sadly not the Steve Martin one, uh, The Towering Inferno, and who could forget, of course, Laurence Olivier presents Cat on Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> I could. <laughs> his fame was making him famous friends as well, but not in savory ways. In 1981, his wife, Natalie Wood, drowned near their yacht off of Catalina Island, where Natalie was staying with Wagner and close friend Christopher Walken. Oh. It was reported that the autopsy found a high BAC and two different types of medication, but those don't explain the bruising on her body and arms. Alas, her death was ruled a drowning, no foul play. In 2011, 30 years after initially denying knowing anything, the captain of the ship reported what he, that he saw Wood and Wagner arguing about Wood seemingly being a bit too touchy with Christopher Walken. Some might say jealousy of, a, jealousy of a husband, but Wood's sister has publicly stated that the reason for their initial divorce, they were married twice from 57 to 62 and from 72 to 81, Oh my goodness. The reason for their initial divorce being that Wood caught Wagner in the arms of another man. Wow. Is it possible that Wagner killed for the love of Christopher Walken and not of that of his wife? Could All of that leads to this, though. Robert Wagner Jr.'s burst back onto the movie scene in the hit 1997 film Austin Powers International Man of Mystery as... <laughs> Number, Number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Wagner would go on to star in all three films as number two, and a younger version of him was portrayed by Rob Lowe. Many people may have missed it, but if you look closely enough, you may have even seen number two in Space Jam, A New Legacy. Not a bad turnaround for a guy who may have a bit too much in common with O.J. Simpson. Oh my goodness, that was incredible. I had no idea where that was going. You did so <laughs> such a good job with that. <laughs> Thank um, you. So this dude legitimately might have killed his husband, killed his wife because he yeah was another actor banging Christopher Walken. Wow, yeah, I it's possible. He didn't seem that old in in Austin Powers, right? That's what I was thinking. He's he was married. Right in, now. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, he was born in 1930. Good for number two. Too bad mm -hmm. for his wife, but good for number two. <laughs> right. What's his name? Robert Wagner. Robert John Wagner Jr. Robert John Wagner Jr. R J W J. 
That did everything I wanted. I just wanted you to not know where I was going the entire time. I didn't. (laughs) No clue. You did so good. You did so good. Yours is better than mine, I'm afraid. All right. It is time for me to toss it back to you. Oh, toss it my way. Toss it to coin. All right. Something about me, coin. I love burritos at 4 a.m., parties that never end, dogs that love cats, Mm -hmm. and twins. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the uh, a line from the hit Coors Light commercial from 1997, I believe. Maybe it was 2001. Yep. I don't remember what year it was. Um, mm-hmm. In honor of the number two, I will be giving you some fun facts about twins. That's it. Oh, great. Two babies. Wonderful. Currently in the United <laughs> States, twin birth rates are at an all-time high. However, scientists predict that it will never get higher than it is right now because apparently mothers are like worried about the dangers of having twins because there's a slight more risk when it comes to twins and stuff. They're saying it's the peak twin year of all time it'll ever get. Right now? Right now. Just now. Hmm. If you want twins, here's what you need to do as a a woman. You need to be old when you conceive. That helps. You need to be fat. That helps. Being obese increases the likelihood of twins eat lots of cheese apparently because apparently vegans are five times less likely to have twins than non-vegans a study oh, found interesting yeah good or they shouldn't be reproducing as much conceive while breastfeeding now i don't mean literally at the same time that would be pretty weird i mean <laughs> <laughs> you you get the idea uh, yeah, I get you are nine times more likely to have twins if you conceive while breastfeeding, according to a study. Nine okay. times. That's incredible. That's pretty high. Uh, some celebrities that have twins. ScarJo, your girl, has a twin brother by the name of Hunter. Yep. Not mm-hmm. a great name. Uh, nope. Giselle Bunchen has a twin. Fraternal. Wow. Fraternal named Patricia. Not as hot, unfortunately. That's a bummer for her. Bummer for, for Patty. Yep. Yeah. And John Heater of Napoleon Dynamite, has an identical twin, Daniel Heater. Yeah. Really? Is he also I'm, an actor? I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I know he's got a twin, though. Uh, and okay. lastly, I've just, off the top of my head, ranked the top three sports twins. Third place, Marcus and Markeef. We're setting a low bar here. I'm sure I'm missing yep. somebody. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, number two, Brooke and Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. And number one, Tiki and Rondé Barber. Got to go with them. Ah, in the top spot. great pick for number one. Yeah, two Hall of Famers likely. So there you go. Those are my facts on twins. Not quite as good as Austin Powers. Great facts on twins, though, Noel. I, there's like a Thank lot you. of ways we could go. I'm wondering how much more difficult this is going to be when we get up to like 11 or 12. <laughs> I think we'll. I think we'll manage. It'll be okay. okay cool. Good. Uh, that has been week two's episode. Uh, episode. Episode of? of the coin toss. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing now. We're making coins yeah. now. All right. All right. We are one week in to the 2021 NFL season coin. Uh, mm-hmm. We had five rookie quarterbacks in action this week. Three of them started, two of them getting in some ancillary plays here and there. Um, yep. High expectations for the rookies. Would you, how'd you think they did? I thought the rookies overall performed very okay. If I had to put a put a, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think notable the three starters: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. All losses in their first game. Uh, Justin Fields came in; he played in a loss. Trey Lance barely played; he was the only one to get the win. So, um, overreaction Monday. A lot of people would say, "Oh gosh, these guys are on a trajectory to be busts." 
Mm-hmm. Now, this segment is about busts in, in honor of that. Um, True. So we will be drafting what we believe to be the biggest busts and or flops of all time. Not NFL draft players, but just in general, in life, right? Wait, Movies, they can't be NFL draft players? Oh, they can be. It's just not necessarily, okay. yeah. Okay, right? yes. We're just expanding yes. it past football is all. Mm-hmm. So that is all. Anything to add? That's it. Nope, that's it. Okay, we did it. So how are we going to decide who goes first? Double coin flips in an episode? Oh, shit. Okay, flip a yeah. uh, coin. Tails never fails, baby. It's heads. Ah, tails fails. Okay, yeah. first pick. Let's all see. right. I am actually going to just go kind of basic off the bat. Okay. And um, I will be taking NBA draft bust, Anthony Bennett. Mm. Anthony Bennett drafted number one overall in 2013. Uh, the other 20, the other players dra- drafted in the top 20, all but two of them signed contract extensions. Anthony Bennett did not make it to a second contract. It's not Neither good. did Sergei Karasev. Oh, yeah. Sergi? Sergei? Yeah, Sergi. Yeah. Also drafted by Cleveland, wildly enough. Yikes. Not a good draft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this wasn't a particularly great draft. That's what maybe kind of protects him a bit from being as big of a bust, because, I mean, number two was Oladipo, but the list of the next guys, Alex Len is the other other player in the top ten who's really not at all good. I guess. Hey. Oladipo, Otto Porter, Cody, Cody Zeller, uh, Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, KCP, CJ McCollum, and then, of course, at number 15, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right, right. That's, that's a tough look for Cleveland. Um, don't yeah. disparage Alex Len, former Terp, yeah. please. Yep, yep. Yeah. Good pick. Anthony Bennett is not <coughs> good. Mm-hmm. Okay, where do I go with my first pick here? I didn't really rank them. I just listed them out. What do I take first? All right, I'm going to go with a movie with my first pick. Okay. I'm going to go with Joe Dirt 2. Oh, good pick. Um, I've been very vocal about what I believe to be the three worst movies ever made, and I'll repeat that list here today. They are (laughs) Grown Ups, Jennifer's Body, and Joe Dirt 2. The three worst movies ever made. Um... (laughs) Joe Dirt 2 just it was like released straight to Hulu and this was like before now these streaming platforms like release their own movies and they're fine and they're like big name actors and they're they make money back then mm-hmm. it was not that way it's because I don't think any like, like nobody would actually produce this movie uh, they just tried to rehash the same jokes but in a shitty way like remember the yeah, the, fire, the fireworks scene from the first Joe Dirt where he's listing them all off he's doing the same thing but with like drugs he's like listing these street names for drugs it was just so bad and i was so disappointed so a so lot of awful. hope for joe dirt too and it, it flopped it busted it's a great pick and i wish i would have that on my list because i remember watching it in the living room mm-hmm. just halfway through i maybe not even halfway like 20 minutes in we were all like what the fuck is this it's it so, so bad. bad yeah but we finished it i think uh, we, we definitely finished it right okay pick one uh two. all right i'm also i'm just gonna keep going athletes okay for now my second pick will be Jamarcus Russell. Mm. Jamarcus Russell, of course, chosen number one overall by the Oakland Raiders. Um, 
got into the NFL and people realized, wow, this guy is not even not good. He just flat out sucks ass. He's terrible. And he would frequently lie about watching film. The great <laughs> anecdote about how when they gave him uh, fake tapes, I don't know, they had something else and he said that he went home and watched the defensive packages they gave him and <laughs> the coaches were just like, those were not defensive packages. We gave you like SpongeBob on tape or something like that. It was <laughs> terrible. That is so, so bad. Yeah. It's... It's kind of sad that, like, with social media and with how all these athletes are in such under such a microscope from the time they're, like, in middle school now, you'll never have that dude that gets drafted number one overall that doesn't have, like, a great work ethic. Like, mm-hmm. that just won't happen anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those giant mm-hmm. red flags will surface way sooner, and he just... So quick. Won't yeah. go anywhere. Um I can judge Jamarcus's bust status because every time somebody throws something too far, I say, easy, Jamarcus. And <laughs> that's in reference to Jamarcus Russell. I don't know if anybody ever gets it, but I say that quite often. So. I don't know how they couldn't get it. If you know sports at all, you would get that, I think. If somebody overthrows something, I say, easy, Jamarcus. And if it's underthrown or underputted or something, I call them Alice because right. they're a girl. Right, they don't throw yeah. as far as as, as guys. <laughs> so, okay, great pick. You got Bennett and Jamarcus. Okay, uh, all right. With my second pick, um, in February of 2019, there was a bust that was released, and that was the new and improved recipe of Butterfinger bars. Um, those things used to be my favorite candy of all time, and mm-hmm. then they just went and switched up the flavor and now they suck and now butterfinger sucks so that's my second biggest bust of all time your thoughts honestly a great pick butterfinger was also my favorite candy of all time and they absolutely ruined the formula i read that it's still good i still eat butterfingers like it's fine but it's it's still the the best uh blizzard flavor i don't know if they Mm -hmm. use the old school butterfinger and blizzards but i read an article from like the people that it like switched brands and they tried to make it like more um, I don't know what the word is, like authentic or less um, artificial, this and that, and more like a f- true peanut flavor, blah, blah, blah. And they were trying mm-hmm. to say how it tastes better. It's just different. And I'm like, nah, it doesn't taste better. So. No, it doesn't taste better. Okay. Good no, pick. Never, thank you. All right. My number three pick, Noel, is going to be Ed Reed's Hall of Fame bust. It is a fantastic depiction of him. It's, uh, his hair looks absolutely incredible. The picture of him standing next to it is amazing, even. I think it's just the best bust in the Hall of Fame. It's the best bust. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to look it up to see what you're looking at. Have you not seen it? Oh, my God. Ed Reed bust. Images. Oh, my. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's striking. He looks amazing. He's got the, uh, yeah, the frilly hair and the beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's a picture of him standing next to it, and he looks like a homeless man. The, the bus looks mm-hmm. way better than him in person. Bus looks way better. Wow, great pick! I didn't think Thank to you. use an actual bust. So yeah, I know. Kudos to you. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll go with. Uh, all right, I'll go. I'll go music here. I'm gonna go with Infant Sorrows 2009 album African Child. What? Does this does this ring a bell for you? Oh yeah. No, uh, I know. Okay. He was really riding high after Inside <coughs> of You was his hit mm-hmm. single. 
and then he mm-hmm. released African Child, and it was a complete and total disaster. And that's why Jonah Hill had to then rejuvenate his career by getting him to the Greek. Um, Correct. Really bad reviews all around African Child. Really tone deaf in that time of need. So Aldous Snow really butchered that one. It was a total flop. Come on, Aldous. Come on, Aldous. It's a good pick. Uh, I, I'm more just thinking, I was wondering, like, the Aldous Snow in general. I couldn't remember if it was the whole album or something like that, but uh, good pick. Thank Salt you. Pick. Right, okay. Yeah. Good. No overlap so far. No. <laughs> I can't decide if I want this to be an honorable mention or not, because it's amazing. Okay. I'm going to just... Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to be taking the 2016 movie Monster Trucks. Have you heard of this? <laughs> I have actually heard of the movie. I know. No I way. Have I've you heard of Monster Trucks? I think so. I don't know. It rings you know a bell. what it's about? I assume it's about Monster Trucks. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> uh, so okay. I don't know anything about it. So Monster Trucks, the movie in 2016. Let me get the actors that are in it because there's actually a couple decently big ones. Okay. I, I feel like I can picture like a preview or something for it, but I have no so idea. So it has Lucas Till. Uh, let's see. What else is he in? I'm sorry. Yeah, it'll help. Um, <laughs> Hannah Montana, the movie, is his third third sure, most popular sure. one. Sure, Luke Till. Yeah. Uh, X-Men Apop- Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. He's the he's the young. Um, have you seen X-Men? The, Not the really. Ones? No. Okay. He's the new um, Magneto. Cyclops. Oh, Cyclops. Cyclops. Okay. Uh, anyways, so it's got him. Uh, Danny Glover, Rob Lowe, a couple other people. This movie lost over $40 million in the box office. Ooh. But that's not what makes it that big of a bust. Okay. Monster Trucks is a movie where a monster morphs himself with this kid's truck and kind of becomes the engine and drives it like a psychopath. He does, in fact, feed this monster gasoline. And the plot of the film is that he's driving this monster-controlled truck away from the government as they try to find the monster's family, and the monster's family then can- takes control of some other trucks. It's like a Transformers situation where the girl ends up driving another car, too. Sure. The trailer was so incredibly awfully good. I loved it. But it was really still a massive, you. massive bust. Feels like one of those movies where they came up with the title and they're like monster <laughs> trucks, but what if it was monsters in trucks? Right. It's kind of like fantasy drafts, like we did last yep. week. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. Well, maybe we should screen it. Maybe next week in Buffalo we should pay per view it and and get yes. a load of monster trucks. Rob Lowe, Two Danny weeks. Glover. Two weeks. Rob Lowe and Danny Glover. Eh, week and a half. Week and a week half. We'll be there. Yeah. Okay, uh, that was not on my list. Uh, good pick. <laughs> All right, I'll go with an athlete here. So, in the spring of 2011, there was a college football powerhouse signed one of the top athletes in the state, hoping to add a dynamic playmaker to their already stacked roster. During this player's junior and senior year of high school, this player amassed over 4,000 yards and scored 50 touchdowns. He was destined for greatness. Five years and thousands of beers later, this player had less than 50 yards and one touchdown in his entire college career. For my next pick, for the biggest bust, <laughs> I choose Travis Knoll, running back for the Carroll College Fighting Saints. 
Uh, such a good pick. You could win on the weight of this one alone. That's amazing. I wish I would have thought of it, honestly. Right. right. And if you think that I just picked myself so I could list my high school stats, you're right. Yeah, 100%. Uh, funny up. enough, funny enough, I actually was uh, I was talking to Nikki about this the other week, mm-hmm. I was like about your high school. And she was like, are you serious? She was like, Travis? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, you can't imagine my shock when I met him the first time. I was like, you? Really? Yeah, we're good. Oh, man. It just changed everybody's perception of me. That's all right. Okay. Good pick. Hey, thank you. Great pick. Okay. All right. For my my final pick, Noel. Yes. This is a tough one. Um, I will be drafting Pamela Anderson's bust. Specifically from... Um, <laughs> what's the? Why am I blanking on the uh, beach beach show? Baywatch, Baywatch, specifically from Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson, just great bust in that show. Fantastic bust, a top five bust of all time. Yeah, uh, no fantastic doubt. pick. My fifth pick is Dolly Parton. So, uh, <laughs> oh wow, we had a very similar thought process there. I figured bust Smart. was coming. Um, yeah. I think Pam Anderson deserves a nod. I was trying to think of just like the all-time uh, what people think mm-hmm. of. So I like Pam Anderson's bust in Scary Movie Three. Yeah, do you really recall good. that? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like it like shows them. It like zooms in on them, and then it turns into like the C and the A from Scary Movie or something at the beginning. I think it's like so. The beginning. That sounds right. Yeah, because yeah. it's her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs, nice. <laughs> Uh, wow. close on I, I was, yeah, I had to look up a list on my phone that was really, uh, demeaning <laughs> to women. I gotta say, I was planning on drafting Pam Anderson. I wanted to see if there were some other contenders out there. Who Have you ever seen they? Mad Men? Have you yes. seen Mad Men? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the secretary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's rocking 44 <laughs> double H's. <laughs> Is what it said. I was like, "What?" I didn't even have to hear you say. I just heard you say, "She's rocking and pause," and it made me. Laugh. <laughs> uh, Forty-four double H. Double H. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, the, the description. This guy, this guy was like a subreddit page or something like that. He's like, "Obviously, you guys are here because you love boobs." Here we go. I was like, "What is this?" What's up, fellows? What's up, fellow boob lovers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. That's good. Second me. Uh, Any other on menchies for you? Uh, The only other one was that The Lone Ranger was my possible other movie pick, Mm. a movie that lost $210 million. Wow. That's the Johnny (laughs) Johnny Depp, right? Is he in that? Johnny Depp one, yeah. It's bad. It's not I never saw that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, pretty awful. Um... Okay, great you? draft. No, nobody took anybody else's picks. Um, right. Oh, also, we should probably yeah. mention Mitch Trubisky because uh, the Bears traded like three picks to get him when they could have just had you know Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. Yeah, Mitch, and then I was thinking Ryan Leaf should probably be mentioned. Yeah, and then uh, Darko Milicic. Darko? Yeah, yeah, and then who's the dude that got Sam Darko Bowie. won a title? Yeah, Darko won a title though. That's true. That it just that. hurts that. It just hurts that. Um, you know. Mello, Chris Bosh, and D Wade were drafted right after him. Imagine Mello on those on those Detroit teams. I don't know if they people are have said that they don't know if they win a title. Yeah, yeah. With Mello, takes too many shots. Doesn't play D. 
They mm-hmm. they were winning games like seventy eight to seventy six. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Trent Richardson was about the one too. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Okay, <coughs> let us know whose draft you like better. Do you want to real quick just just go your, do your list? Yep. All right, I went with Anthony Bennett, Jamarcus Russell, Ed Reed's Hall of Fame bust, Monster Trucks, the 2016 movie, and Pam Anderson's boobs. Boobs. Uh, <laughs> I went with uh, Joe Dirt 2, uh, New and Improved Butterfinger. I went with Infant Sorrow's African Child. I went with Travis Knoll, and I went with Dolly Parton's boobs. There's some grade A New York boobs. <laughs> New York boobs. All right. There you have it. Okay, coin. It is time for <coughs> week two of The Bookie Show. The Bookie Show. Quick little recap of the standings after one week of The Bookie Show. Coin mm-hmm. of his five picks, which I'm including the uh, Thursday nights and the underdogs as well, is yep. two and three. Uh, yep. Down $34. Not terrible. Yep. Not horrible. 32. 32. I'm sorry I didn't change it in these notes. We agreed it's 32. Noel is 3 and 2 with a profit mm-hmm. of $17. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're right there. We're right in the mix. Right here. in there. Um, we'll start it off with hashtag teaser night football. We are 0 and 1 on our teaser night football picks. Um, the over under didn't even matter. We just straight up whiffed on the Cowboys. I did not see that coming, frankly. Nope. Mm-mm. Thought the Bucks would made me up. feel a little better about twisting your arm into the under, though. It did. It did. I'm curious to know if we're going to go the same way here. So, uh, some notes that you mentioned to me, but I have on my notes, so I'm going to read them. Underdogs um, were 12 and four against the spread in Week One, and they were actually kind of killed me. Nine and seven straight up, even. Underdogs mm-hmm. had an above 500 record. Um, mm-hmm. Also, overs and unders were. Basically, wash unders went nine and seven in, that, in week yep. one. So, with that in mind, we've got the Washington football team at home for the New York Giants on Thursday night at minus three. The over under is forty point five. Pretty effing low. Your Pretty thoughts, low. coin? I actually would like to kick this one to you to oh, start, Noel. I would okay. like to see which way you're going. Glad first. to yeah. glad to have it. I obviously will be taking the football team. Um, I think Heineke is going to be not that far of a drop from Fitzmagic. I don't think that kills them. Um, I think Washington didn't look awesome, but I think the Chargers might be really good. Um, Mm -hmm. some of the, so I think the stat was Chargers went like 14 of 18 on third down or something. It was disgusting. And everyone's like, oh, this is supposed to be an elite defense. The throws and the throws that Herbert was making on third downs, like these back shoulder throws, were just unguardable. And Keenan Allen is stupid. He's ridiculous. Like, I think this team might be really, really hard to beat. So a four-point loss to the Chargers. I'm shaking it off. We lost our quarterback in the first quarter. My point is I yeah. think we're still all right. So I'll go Washington plus three. <sighs> it's tough when the number's so low to go under. But I just try to think of what the final score is going to be. I think this defense gets back on track. I don't think the Giants score more than 17 points in this game. So if we're going under 46 and a half, let's say the Giants score 17, that means Washington would have to go for 30 to, to beat it, right? My math's right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a worst-case scenario. I, I really think they're going to hold them, so I'm going to stick with the under 46 and a half. 
The only flaw in that logic I have is that... So you're saying 17 is what you could see them maybe getting to? Yeah. I mean, if we're picking Washington to win, then worst case scenario is 18-17, and that's over 34.5, right? Uh, 34.5? Oh. No, I don't... I think the Giants might score three. Okay. I'm saying... I'm saying I'm giving them max seventeen. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. No, I I'm fine with the under as well. That's probably the way I was gonna lean. I just wasn't quite sure. Yeah. The only thing I don't know about. Would you rather have the Was- Washington with three or the Giants with nine? I guess probably Washington with three. I mean, it's just an ultimate bias pick. I'm not. I'm just not gonna take yeah. the Giants. Yeah. Hey, I'm, sorry. I'm good. Let's. Yeah. I'm doing what you're doing. We're okay. good. Okay. Okay. We'll take Washington plus three under 46 and a half. Yes, sir. Um, and when it's exactly 30 to 17, I won't be mad because we won a big game. So there you go. All right. We're ready for picks. I do have one fun fact as I was looking at the slate for this week. Mm. Um, if you're interested in overs and unders this week, I don't have any on my board. But all of the over-unders for the 1 p.m. games are 50 or less. And all of the over-unders for the late Sunday games are over 50. Mm. So they're expecting some high-scoring po- points in the afternoon and some low-scoring okay. games in the morning. So with that in mind, give me your first pick. My first... Wait, uh, we're saving underdogs for the end, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, I will be going back to a three-team Moneyline Parlay. A lot of big favorites this week. They don't really scare me off. I'll be taking the Packers, the Saints, and the Rams in a Moneyline Parlay, and that is plus 172. I'll be putting $22 on that. The Lions suck. Packers got killed last week. Turnaround for Rodgers. Panthers kind of barely held off a Jets team that they were definitely better than, but I don't really feel that good about the Panthers as a whole, and the Saints look like they just know how to put away games. And the Rams are playing the Colts, and Wentz holds on to the ball for way too long for a team playing Aaron Donald. So that's all I have to say about that. Um... <laughs> I get the logic. I don't love it. Um, I think the Saints kind of scare me um, just with Jameis. You never know if Jameis is going to Jameis. And then also right. um, the Colts still have a lot of talent. Uh, what I what I look for in week two is like the team that we think, oh, this team's Super Bowl bound, which is like the Rams as a, as a perfect candidate, just totally shits the bed in week two. So um, I, don't, I don't hate the pick, but I, I will not be joining on you that pick. Okay, understandable. Uh, all first right. Pick, My first pick, I'm going to go with, opposite of what, what I went with in week one, I will go with Bills minus three and a half at Miami. I think Miami is coming off the win, Buffalo off a loss, so that line shrunk a little bit because of that. I think Joshy has a slight rebound from week one before getting smashed by Washington in week three. Um, currently, this line is minus 105. So it's kind of hovering to where potentially might drop to minus three. Um, if it did, I would I would hop on that. So I'll, yeah. I'll kind of monitor that. But uh, I got minus or uh, sorry minus three and a half. Yeah, no, I I love the pick. Okay. I also think that this is a bounce back week for the Bills. Okay. Uh, the Steelers' defense is really 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 good. Like stupid good. That people I don't know, people aren't forgetting, of course, but I mean like the Steelers did start what eleven and zero last year. Like, 11 or that 12, team is, yeah. Yeah, 11 or 12 and 0. Like, that team is fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Josh will get it going. This was an offense that was second best in the NFL last year. I'm not really worried about them. The Dolphins certainly didn't look inept against the Patriots last week, but that's a Patriots team that doesn't really scare me at all, and they did just enough to win. Like This Bills team is like a legit contender, and you have to play well to beat them. I really want Tua to be awesome and dynamic and stuff, but and in week one he was fine, but he just doesn't like strike fear just yet. So, Correct. Okay, pick number two for you. Pick number two for me, Noel, is the over in the Chiefs-Ravens game. It's over 55 points, which is a lot of points. It but is a lot of points. This is a Chiefs team that can score on pretty much any way, anybody. The Browns have a very, very good defense, and the Chiefs very comfortably hung, what, 32 on them? Was that it? Sounds right. Um, the Chiefs can score on anybody, and the Ravens don't look like they have a defense that's really trying to hold anybody. Also, I kind of worry about the Chiefs' ability to contain Lamar Jackson, so I see this being a very, very high-scoring game. Um, if you watched Monday night, you saw how Darren Waller just absolutely destroyed the Ravens, and now they get to go against Travis Kelsey, so I don't know how they're going to stop that. They, they Were you watching the Peyton and Eli, or were you watching the, the crew? I was watching the crew. Did you ever watch Peyton and Eli? No. I I hate that crew for some reason. Greasy and Riddick, I just and Levy, all three of them, I hate them. The Peyton Eli mm-hmm. thing was was pretty interesting. Like it wasn't. Was it good? Um, I think it would be annoying if you were like a fan of the team and actually like trying to focus on the game. But it's kind of nice. Like I, I wasn't paying super close attention to the game, so you could just listen. And they brought on guests like Charles Barkley and uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and stuff. So anyway. Um, I remembered what, what I was going to say. My point was they said like how they kept talking about how Baltimore just refused to play anything but man defense. And even when Waller was just destroying them, they just let it happen. So be interested mm-hmm. to see if they change that strategy against the, the Chiefs. Okay, my number two pick is another road fave of three and a half points. I will be taking Ooh. the San Francisco 49ers at the Eagles minus three and a half. Um, the Eagles come again, coming off a big win, which I think shrunk this line a little bit. The 49ers definitely let off the gas. They were just rolling the lions and then it turned, it got really close really fast, but I really feel like that was fluky. I think this 49ers team is pretty stacked. Um, I think they're, I think that defensive line is going to make Jalen Hurts struggle a little bit and, and they come away somewhat comfortably. Mm-hmm. No, I like the pick, too. Uh, also, one I considered, the Eagles looked pretty good, I guess, last week against an uh, absolutely terrible Falcons team. I really hope that none of our listeners are fans of them. It's tough. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't know any Falcons fans. So right. I would feel Why bad would for them if I did know them, though. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, no, that Niners team is just good. They Shanahan is so good at drawing up plays and finding creases, and I just don't see them really struggling with that team. Okay, good. Then he lives there, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pick, though, will be, as not a homer, Calvin Ridley, anytime touchdown. The Falcons couldn't get anything going last week against the Eagles. I just, these division games are so tough. Matt Ryan shows up for them. He's weirdly good against the Bucks, And I just, I don't see Calvin Ridley being held without a touchdown. I couldn't quite find the line on it yet, but I would imagine it's going to be close to like either, either even or minus 110. Somebody putting $11 on that one. Um, I love it. I think they will be force feeding him. That's, that's one way to jumpstart your offense is just force feed your best player. 
And I will be taking a similar bet and not a homer bet at all. I will be taking Antonio Gibson anytime touchdown. I did mm-hmm. find it. It was, in fact, minus 110. <laughs> um, Gibson was clearly, if you watched that Washington game, clearly the focal point of their offense. He had 20 carries. He was one of the most targeted guys in the passing game. That's a big change from last year. He was actually a receiver in college, but last year they refused to throw to him. They only threw to J.D. McKissick for some reason. This year they're clearly comfortable throwing to him. They're cl- comfortable with him running uh, you know, between the tackles. He, he looked good. It wasn't just that he got the ball a lot. Um, I just He's going to score touchdowns this year. He scored 11 last year, I think, um, mm-hmm. against this Giants defense. I think Melvin Gordon just had 100 yards against him, so um, I feel pretty confident he's going to get in the zone this week. I like the pick. Yeah, no, I, uh, Antonio Gibson looked incredible every time he had the ball. Yeah. He sees lanes really well. He cuts well. Mm-hmm. I like it. Thanks. Okay, those are our three picks. Now, it is time for our Toto picks with Toto. the Wizards of Oz. Oh, I screwed the it up. Of Oz. I, uh, uh, you messed up. With the Wizards of Oz. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, I'm going to... I'm debating what like quotes or music or something I could do like the Wicked Witch music like da-da, 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 we're off to see the wizards the oh, wonderful wizards of Oz yeah, I could do that too you could sing that every week if you wanted we're off to see the wizards <laughs> the wonderful wizards of Oz all right this in the standings in the Toto picks uh, Noel is up one to nothing I am Oz the great and powerful. Because we both correctly picked our underdog picks last week. Well done, coin. We are Dogs. both 1-0 straight up and 1-0 against the spread, obviously. Um, I got the win because I picked these 6.5-point underdog stealers and coin picked Did the- you bet it? I did. I put nice. 20 on it, actually, even though in my uh, in my bets we're only putting 10. But I put 20 on it. I, I, that's I also what- put 20 on the Dolphins. Did you? Nah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's probably kept us afloat. Sadly, yeah. I was up like... 60 on the entire week and then i bet 20 on the ravens last night so only made 40 but that's right um all right coin uh i let you pick first i believe last time you did did. okay you did all right we discussed i do not like any of the underdogs this week so i'm just going with no reasoning whatsoever i'm going with the antithesis of reasoning i'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings. You son of a bitch. Oh, I no. took your pick. Oh, plus four and a half over oh, the cards. Fuck. You better search pick. for a new pick. Wow. Oh. I don't know how I feel that we were both on that one, but um, I guess you can give your reasoning once I give mine, but um, just seems too easy. The Vikings looked horrible. They lost to the Bengals. The Cardinals routed the Titans like... <clears throat> this is the type of game that lots of people are picking the Vikings in their loser pool, and it just feels like that week two game where everyone's like, oh, Kirk Cousins winning and beat Kyler Murray. Didn't see that coming. So it's the only reason I've got. Yeah, no, I same same reasoning. It was, uh, I think the right, people will rightfully overreact to an awesome week one showing to the Cardinals, and I just mm-hmm. think when you think the Vikings shouldn't win is exactly when they do. And that mm. is uh, Dalvin Cook having an awesome week on the ground, and the Vikes just grind out a very nice three-point win. Okay. I'm sorry, Coin. It's a good pick. I'm going to be Thank betting you. it regardless. So. Okay, good. We'll both be on it. Did you have a backup? or you're uh, No, I really didn't think you'd be there. Um, yeah. There was a lot of uh, 
the game that really piqued my interest in the same regard was Titan Seahawks. It's the other one I was right? looking at. It's the same it's that concept. One. It's either that one or Cowboys Chargers for me. Correct. So uh, the the problem with for me on those two is I will not be betting on the Cowboys ever. So you can scratch that off the list. And number two, the Seahawks. This is their first game with fans, right? Did they have fans last year? That stadium is no. going to be yeah. rocking as shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though I like Tennessee, but I'm not betting against Seattle there. So, but you damn. Can. Yeah, it, it I know like that you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think I will be taking the Cowboys at the Chargers. I mean, mm-hmm. no way around it. Dak is good. He puts up yards. That Cowboys defense is kind of trash, but I really like their linebacking core. Yeah, And uh, if you can shut down the middle and maybe get, like, just hands, all you need to do is just get some hands on Keenan Allen, take away Herbert's safety blanket maybe. I think they got a chance in the game. Uh, just try to take it away late, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll just be going with the Cowboys. Damn, that's such a bummer. I will it's a also good pick. I think that's the right pick. Okay, there you have it. Um, that will do it for our week two bookie show picks. And now, what time is it now, would you say? It looks like it's uh, 10.33. Inspired by the shitty show with Kobe Swolders. How many people do you think? That's... Sorry to interrupt. No, uh, no like have not. come on <coughs> and listen to the pod and have absolutely no idea what we're saying. <laughs> Very few. Okay, yeah, that's true. We don't get new followers. No, no, no. no. Okay, all right. We're continue. here for the home grounds. Go on with right. the Borafil. All right, Noel. I always write it down at the beginning, so I'm just going to say it again. Noel! Mm. Yes. The NFL season is finally underway, and that means we finally have stats as inspiration. Yes. Incredible. I love stats. Our, on Sunday, our Lord and Savior, Crab Leg Jesus, Jameis Winston, mm. threw five touchdown passes. Yes. Five. And no picks. Phenomenal. And he did it on less than 150 yards, which is Ridiculous, to say the least. Yes. That puts Jameis on pace to throw for 85 touchdowns on the year. It's (laughs) unlikely, but not impossible. Three other quarterbacks are right behind him, as Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady each threw for four touchdowns. If Tom Brady takes the touchdown title this year, that would mark the fifth time in his career that he's accomplished the feat, Mm -hmm. which would break his tie with Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, and Johnny Unitas for most years leading the league in passing touchdowns in NFL history. Nice. Since 2002, 12 of the 19 touchdown titles have been attributed to Breeze, Manning, Brady, and Favre, once in 2003. There was one tie in there. That leaves eight passing titles up for grabs. One player has two, and the other six are one-time winners. What I would like from you, Noel, is to give me five of the seven passing title winners in the last 19 years, other than greats I just mentioned. I'll let you go, and then I'll give you some years as hints if I need to. Okay. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson did it. That is correct. In 2019, Lamar Jackson led the league with 36 touchdowns. Can you name the the guys that you're excluding again? Brady? Yes. Breeze? Brady, Breeze, Manning, and Favre. Since 02? Yep. Okay. 
feels like I have to say Aaron Rodgers. That would be correct, as he mm. led the league in touchdowns last year and yeah. also in 2016. So that is two, the two-time winner, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. And then it feels like I have to go Patrick Mahomes. That is correct. In 2018, Patrick Mahomes passed for 50 touchdowns. It's a pretty so good amount of touchdowns. three. How many three do I have to get? five you need. I need two. Five. Okay, 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 okay. Um, how about Roethlisberger? Shockingly, no. Ben Roethlisberger has never led the league in passing touchdowns. Sad. Sadness. Uh, okay, this just popped into my head. I'll roll with it. Andrew Luck. That is absolutely correct, Noel. In 2014, oh, yeah. Andrew Luck led the league with 40 touchdown passes. His third it. year in the league. I love that. Let's go Philly Rivers. Ding, 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 oh, ding. ding. yeah. Drills it. In 2008, Philip Rivers shared the league touchdown title with Drew Brees, whom, of mm. course, he was traded for, or nice. replaced him in San Diego with 34 right. touchdowns. Would That's you like right. to keep going? Uh, for some reason, I was going to throw out Tony Romo. Never did, no. Okay, and then my next 2017 guess. was the NFC title. 2017 was the NFC title? Oh, yep. wait, is that Matty Ice? Nope. Oh, okay. Who was it? I give up. Russell Wilson. Oh, I he was in my head. I don't know why I didn't throw him out mm-hmm. there. Okay. And then and the last it? one is really hard, I will say. 2005 AFC team. AFC North. Uh, Carson Palmer. Got it. Correct. Nice. Yeah, you got me the division. Well done, Noel. You can't be stumped. You're a genius. I know. I know. But I am one of the biggest busts of all time. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well done. Oh, right under an hour. Just under an hey, hour. Hey, baby. Let's Nicely go. Nicely done. Um, that'll do it for another episode of the Rookie Show Pod. Mm-hmm. I believe so. How are we doing this? Are we doing one before we go to Buffalo and then one in Buffalo, or are they gonna wait question. until? Feels like we probably should do that because we gotta do, do one pre. Well, I I doubt that I'm gonna get it out. Like we're gonna record it and I'm gonna get it out before like the game's on that Sunday. I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not like a ton of people are clamoring for our picks i don't know we'll talk about it we'll talk about it okay i think Uh, we can do a quick pod tuesday and then either record part of a pod when we're together in buffalo or something like that yeah maybe that's maybe that's the way to do it we just do like a segment there and then do the rest Mm -hmm. okay um where can they follow you coin you can follow me at king coin on both instagram and twitter uh you can follow me at uh fillin on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Knoll. On Instagram, the C, of course, stands for Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Just getting lazy course. with this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like anybody's going, oh, that's <laughs> where I can follow that. I'll go jump on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at Rookie Show Pod on both of those things. And that's about it. That's about it. Who's playing us out? Play us out. Zach Brownman? Oh, Zach Brownman. Sweet Annie? Sweet Annie. Okay, you got it. Just for you. Hell yeah. Hey, thank you. Okay, see you later. See you, everybody. Peace.
I've been burning bright For so long I can't remember Pretty girls and late night bars Seem to be my line of work Believe me when I say I can't stay this high forever This man's had all he can stand Time to lay this body down Sweet and Can I stay with you a while Cause this road's been putting miles on my heart Sweetheart, I've been living in a fantasy But one day lightning will strike And my bark will lose his vibe But don't give up on me With an empty bed and the words I said don't carry any weight If I could take back yesterday Find a way to start it over Turn around, put that bottle down And I pray it's not too late Sweet and Can I stay with you a while? Cause this road's been Bye, but don't give up on me.